Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza, and I have our head coach, Austin Bettigrew, joining me again. He was on some earlier episodes, so if you, you guys enjoyed this, you can look back a few episodes and uh, find a few more that he was on with me. But um, we were just talking, have a conversation, we actually were shooting some podcasts for the gym, and he was sharing a, a situation that happened recently with him, with one of our one, one client, and I said, you know what, that's a great podcast topic, we gotta talk about that and share that. And uh, basically the, the, the title of this episode is why it's selfish to not upsell your clients. I think there's a lot of times where our fear of sales gets in the way of truly hearing and understanding and being empathetic to the people we're actually trying to help. And um, I think if we can not think about selling at all, uh, put, put all that, that onus on the, the client and just do our job to hear that client out and try to understand them, empathize with them. It will lead to a lot more sales um, and will feel like a lot less work. So um, Austin, can you share just like a little bit about what this situation is and, and what happened that you share with me? Yeah, so um, first off, um, I don't typically do what we call 40 Day to Fit here, which is um, it, it's, it's our one-on-one -on -one sessions to get a new person into our group classes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't typically do those anymore unless someone requests me and then I'll usually pick them up um, if they want. This is that exact situation. Um, I had someone who requested me, so I was like, yeah, sure, of course, um, I'll take them in. Um, in our first session, we, we have, it's a 90-minute session, that first one. Um, we have a big amount of time set aside to just getting to know uh, the client. We typically do a no sweat intro beforehand, but that's usually with either me, you, Melissa, or one of um, uh, someone say, different the management. Than the, exactly. Someone different than the coach. Yeah, someone different than the coach um, getting to know that person. So that's the coach's time to kind of dig a little bit deeper with that person um, and get to know them and then get comfortable with them, et cetera. So yeah, during that, that first the session, I was, I was just talking to him, listening to him, and my biggest takeaway that day was I don't think he wants to or is ready for our group classes. Um, what made you? So, what made you think that? Yeah, he was just telling me little things about, like, you know, he was kind of um, pushed, not pushed into doing it, but um, he had his his wife actually goes here, um, and she was, you know, pushing him to try it and try it, and um, he was very, and he is very insecure about the way he looks physically, and um, that was kind of carrying over to other aspects of like. Did he say that? Be. Did he say it that outright, or did you pick up on that? He didn't see it. He didn't say it that outright. He did keep going back and comparing himself to what he was at one time in his life. Okay. Um, so just to give you a quick backstory, um, at one point in his life, he was 185, 190 pounds, pretty shredded, um, very muscly, and then right now his first in-body scan, he was about 280. Mm -hmm. So to give you a little scope, he's about 100 pounds over what he sees and wants to re-see himself as. So that kept coming up. Um, in the moment, I was you know, kind of compiling the information and, and I knew that the next day we had a goal setting meeting already for day two. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't say anything right off the bat. Uh, I just listened and kind of took my notes. Um, fast forward to the next day after he's already done one workout, which was my, my kind of goal. I wanted to see like, you know, some people do that first workout and they're like hooked, right? They, yeah. they get crushed by it, everyone gets crushed <laughs> by it and they're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Whereas some people, me included, like that first workout can be like the workout that like makes you not want to um, mm -hmm. participate anymore, or go through with this kind of style of workout. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of waited for him to go through that and then the next day as we were talking again, right when he got to, to the gym, I just kind of flat out asked him like, is this, is this the path you want to take? Like, are you comfortable once we finish these four and five sessions, like jumping into 
our group classes and after a pretty long discussion we actually ended up not even working out that day we did like a little bit of skill stuff but we kind of cut everything else out just to talk to each other um he ended up opening up saying like no like i i don't want to um i'm not comfortable yet i guess yet's the right word he he wants to eventually get to group classes he's just not there mentally and physically right now for where he thinks he should be but also um mentally where he thinks you know he's at what what do you think that could, could you narrow that down to one or two things of like, what do you think is staying in the way where he's going to be ready months from now, but he's not ready today? Like what? I think for him, it's the, the self-confidence aspect of he can do it because our first workout is very simple. Um, it has work and movements like air squats, deadlifts, um, a bike. And even sitting on the bike for him was extremely uncomfortable. Mm. So he would sit there and he's like, he would have to get up for a second. He's like, man, this is so uncomfortable. From a deadlift, he was pulling, I had him pulling from like a 12 inch box. So essentially, and he's not that tall, he's probably like five, eight, five, nine. So essentially he's deadlifting maybe 12 inches yeah. um, from his floor, from the air squats, he was going to a bench. So, you know, from a physical standpoint, from a physical capability standpoint, we could of course jump him into class and he could modify. But then, you know, from his standpoint, like, and then from even like a coach's standpoint, like it's, it's not right by the client to do that. Mostly if they're kind of giving you the, the words of like, I'm, I don't want to do this yet. You know, I'm not ready. I'm not where I want to be to do this. And I think um, that's where we, we miss a lot of opportunities of where we could help people um, actually find their goals and dig into their goals of you know, what they're actually here for. We see it as like a, uh, and what we try to teach our coaches is like, this is not just a, you know, a highway right to the group classes. Like you have other avenues they can take. Um, and that's what we decided with him is like, you know what, maybe, maybe we need to do more one-on-one -on -one training. And he decided like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be comfortable with. Now, I didn't know what that entitled at the time. Um, he wanted to go talk to his wife, which completely understandable with me. Um, I kind of set some ideas in his head of like what we could set this up to look like. And this is during the second session. This is during so the second session. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he went home and I think we met like two days later or something like that. But in between those two days, that middle day, I compiled all the information that I had as far as like my personal training rates, um, what it would entitle for him, et cetera, et cetera. I sent that over to him. And I swear like two minutes later, he gave me a phone call and he's like, hey, like this is exactly what I want. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I think this is the part that most coaches, myself included, struggle with is you are already thinking in your head what they want. So him, as an, as an example, I was like, you know, he, he may need like a couple more sessions just to, you know, make him feel more comfortable. And I think I can get him moving like pretty good. Um, you know, he'll feel comfortable in group classes by, you know, five sessions or so. So in my head, I'm like, the max I'm probably going to try to sell him at is 10. Um, comes in the next day, we, we decide to kind of scratch the workout again. We have like another sit down talk and yeah, it got super deep and he's like, listen, like, I don't know when I'll be ready. He's like, I don't know if I ever will want to be ready um, for group classes. So what he decided was um, a 30 pack of sessions. So uh, at Fitton right now, 30 pack is um, the biggest amount of sessions that you can purchase at one time. I'm sure we can make some exceptions, but that was the, the biggest package I sent him at the time. And how much is that? Um, so yeah, it's 2400 um, for them and then yeah, so it's it's not a little amount of money for yeah. for them to spend at one time. Um, it's a it's an investment for them, and we had kind of actually talked about that too. Like, he's like, you know, if if I'm gonna make 
these changes, I not only want to be held accountable by someone, I want to have a little bit more skin in the game, which to me is like a super mature, and it takes a lot of maturity to say by anyone, um, much less someone who really hasn't had this, this kind of coaching before. Like he already knows like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that guidance and that push and that little extra like get up, not only from a coach, but from like, hey, I spent $2,400 like, mm-hmm. you know, paying for these sessions. So, and then flip side on me is like, someone just paid me $2,400 to give them, you know, 30 hours of my time, like, w- like that's worth a lot, you know? They're willing to um, spend 30 hours with me first off, and like, what can I um, give them in the 30 sessions? And that's kind of what we, we sat down and talked about in, in that <laughs> supposed to be third 40 day to fit session, was like, what, what are you looking to achieve in the given amount of time? And we kind of developed some, some goals and ideas for him, and not only that, he decided to take the leap with nutrition as well, which was amazing and a big part of like what we were talking about is like, if, if that's your goal, like if your goal is to get yourself back to like a healthier you, like what you envisioned in your head was like a healthy you, if we can get you back there, like it's not just going to be working out, like this is going to be like a, a transformation and I'm kind of lucky in the sense that my wife is a nutrition coach, but um, I can kind of game plan off of her and you know, it's, it's not anything crazy, it's not like we're taking this this person who didn't do anything and like completely flipping his life upside down, but we're starting to make very small changes with him. Right. So I know for nutrition, he's not tracking like the amount of food he's eating. He's just tracking how many times a day he eats because for him it was, he works construction, which is a big thing. Like that's even more of a taxing job that plays a role in all this. But um, he was just basically not eating until like six o'clock at night. And then he would just eat until he went to bed, which for him was like 11 o'clock at night. So it was six to 11, he was getting who knows how many calories packed in, you know? And then really nothing throughout the day. So for him right now, his goal is like, can you consistently eat these meals um, around this time every single day? So it's funny, he like texts us every single day, like I did it, I ate this, I drank this shake. Like, like great job, man. Um, nice. So now it's just getting him on his workout schedule, which has been super easy. Um, he's super motivated to do it. Um, but yeah, the, the whole story kind of wraps back to if we wouldn't have been having those conversations or I wouldn't have been listening to what he was actually saying, it could have been very easy to bypass and just get him through the four, four to five sessions and then get him into group classes, yeah. um, which is in our last team meeting, it was like I was really trying to push to our coaches, like, listen, if, if you're not willing to listen and have that conversation with them, like you're being the selfish one, right? Like them saying no to you like they're not they don't want to do more personal training that like that's whatever like we get no's all the time like hey do you want to join our gym like, no like okay <laughs> cool you know we have to try to sell at some point but you not asking them is almost like disrespectful in a way to them because i don't think you fully ask them enough questions if that hasn't come up at some point right like how comfortable are you after these sessions do you feel ready um, do you feel excited and confident to go in, into a, a class with, you know, 20 other people and, you know, kind of not be on your own, but be under the eye of a coach or two yeah. coaches with a group of people? Um, or do you feel like you need more one-on-one time? Like, what are your goals? Do your goals even revolve around a group class? Do you need one-on-one attention? Like, where does nutrition come to? There's so many questions that I feel like don't get hit enough because we're already scared of what their answer is going to be that it like leaves so many um, doors and things like unturned and usually leads to clients who have certain ideas and expectations coming in um, dissatisfied.
Yeah, I, I think we're so used to having, we, we kind of like let the past dictate the future and we're used to clients uh, acting a certain way, maybe having objections to certain things. So then we project that onto the next client. And it, I mean, it sounds like with you that you had to work really hard throughout this not to believe those projections yeah. and to kind of come back to curiosity, come back to good questions instead of just letting your, your preconceived judgments uh, tell the story. Yeah, all the time. I think every, every person who sells will always have those like questions to themselves like, <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I doing the right thing for that person should always be like the number one question, I think. So um, at the end of the day, if, if he's not ready, he's not confident, if I don't sell him or try to sell him packages, like that's not doing right by him and therefore I'm not doing my job as a coach. Um, and then on the, the flip side of that, like if, if money is the thing, like, which even for me who I've, I've sold multiple 30. Yeah. That's, a, that's something I want to point out. Like yeah. this is not, this is not like something you haven't sold a bunch of. Before. Yeah. Like I, I've sold a bunch of 30 sessions at this point, but it's still like every new person that you're getting comfortable with, you, I don't, don't want to say this in a bad way, but you get like a judgmental eye almost and you're like, you know, or even I remember he was even struggling to want to sign up and my first thing was like, oh, probably because of money, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously that has nothing to do with it because he just bought $2,400 worth of sessions. Um, he didn't want to sign up because he's not confident in himself, yeah. you know? And I would never would have known that had I not listened and asked questions and things like that. So do you think that's that was the defining factor or, or the main factor for him? So you talk about like he's being a good fit for personal training versus group classes. Mm -hmm. Do you think it still comes down to like the self-conscious issue and once that the confidence improves, he starts seeing results, he'll love the group class or did you see other things where you're saying, okay, no, he's actually a better fit for personal training. He doesn't really want to work out around people even once he is fit. I actually think and so we've probably done like close to 10 sessions at this point. So we're, you know, pretty deep into these, these 30 PTs, but I'm starting to think more and more that this is just the route for him. Mm -hmm. um, just because of his, his job. So first off, he, he's, he works construction, which is really taxing, really hard. Um, he's one of those people who <laughs> he, he wants to be pushed, but he wants to be pushed like on, on his terms almost, if that makes sense. So like mm -hmm. him getting pushed by like a, a group class would probably like upset him more than like help him yeah. be motivated. Whereas like me pushing him as his like, like my only focus is him in that hour. That's like what he wants. Like he's so zoned out sometimes like from a long day at work. Like yesterday he came in, he was exhausted and we like, we could make quick adaptations and changes to the programming based off of that. Whereas like, if it was group classes, yes, he could have came in and taken it easier, right? That's kind of the downfall of group classes is it's general for everyone. And maybe like he doesn't understand exactly how he can take it easier and he pushes himself a little too hard on a day that he's like crushed. Um, and we've, we've had those talks throughout these sessions and I'm just starting to think that PT is just a better fit for him and I think he's starting to understand a PT might be a better fit for him. Um, and he was actually the one a couple of sessions ago that brought it up was like, you know, I, I kind of thought that 30 was just gonna kind of be it and then I would feel ready and, you know, going to group classes like everyone else. He's like, but, you know, after thinking about it, I think this might just be my new thing. So, yeah, yeah. it's exciting, exciting and um, it's, it's weird and scary at the same time knowing that someone who could potentially be a lifelong PT person, um, which 
for a coach is amazing revenue, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we make a great salary here, but even at, on top of that, like a PT, like a client who's a lifelong PT is just like a good money. Yeah. And it's, it's easy money for coaches who are just willing to dig a little bit deeper, um, you know, take their job to that, that next level of not just like get them into classes, not just do your, your quick sessions, but ask questions, listen, dig, because um, yeah, you, you never know who, who will be that, that lifelong member for you and you know, help you with your, your career and your yeah. finances. Um, one other thing that I wanted to kind of elaborate on and, and point out was the idea of this person was wanting to spend more money to have more <laughs> accountability. Yeah. And I think that's, that's huge. I mean, I, it makes me uh, think of uh, Tim Ferriss in his book, The 4-Hour Chef, which is really a book about learning, not about cooking necessarily. <laughs> but it's, it's about learning and improving at skills. And he talks about like, I think there's five elements. Like one of the elements to uh, sustaining a goal, getting to a goal is stakes. You need something at risk to hold you accountable. So when times get tough, you need something that's like, oh, I don't wanna go off track because of this. So he encourages a lot of people to like put wagers on things, like place a bet, doesn't have to be money related. It could be, you know, I have to, uh, donate time somewhere to an organization I hate or you know we're coming out of political season you have to do something for the other political party that you don't like it could be something like that but you need those stakes you need something on the line and for a lot of people paying for something when they they pay that value they value it a lot more and I think it's you know so much as coaches we see that as a downside where for your your people that can afford it they see it as positive so I have a really good example actually with him as well about how this kind of played out for him. Um, so like I said, he bought the sessions, but he also signed up for nutrition, which is not a cheap package by any means as well. So, I mean, including his 40 day to fit these PT, PT sessions and nutrition, he might be close to $3,500 in, in, yeah. in one month, in his first month at our gym, um, which is incredible that he's, you know, making that much of a commitment to something like this um, after, you know, a little bit of time here. Um, but the big thing, and he kind of brought that up, is like, listen, if I'm gonna spend this much money, like, um, I'm going to be motivated to do it. But he texted me um, the other night, uh, he actually put me and my wife in a group text, because we mm-hmm. both kind of work with him, and he was like, my wife wanted us to get DiGiorno's pizza, or we had DiGiorno's pizza, and he's like, I refuse to eat it. He's like, I don't know the last time I've ever refused pizza. He's like, but I realized and told her, he's like, hey, I just spent $3,000 on, on working out and fitness and my health. He's like, I'm not eating that pizza right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it makes sense, right? Like, you yeah. spend that much money, you want to do well. But that's not usually the way it works out. Like, at first, you're very committed and you're like, yeah, I like, I'll do it, you know? But then over time, you kind of forget about the money that you put into it. Um, but for some people, like that stake is what they need to like keep them motivated. And he was telling me like when he got motivated for like the gym. So before he came here, when he went to a normal gym, he's like, when I got motivated, I, I could make myself go every single day. He's like, but as soon as I lost motivation, he's like, it was only 19 a month or whatever. He's like coming out of my bank account. He's like, yeah. he's like, what's he's probably still paying for it? He's, he has, well, actually, he had a keychain, so I know he's probably still <laughs> paying for it. Or he just hasn't taken it off. Uh, but yeah, it's like. $20 is like a half tank of gas. Like some people and most people probably won't even notice it. Um, so for him, once he lost motivation, they weren't keeping him accountable, of course. They probably have you know thousands of members that they're not keeping accountable. Yeah. Whereas this is a little bit different. He's, he's so heavily invested financially and 
right now just in general is invested um yeah it's a, it's a little deeper than that over here so yeah that's that's awesome and i know this is not really the the main purpose of the, the episode but like how do you then that person makes the commitment how do you over deliver on your side so you feel like you're then delivering that value like what are what are some things that you do to be like okay yeah like I, not only did i get him to sign up but now i i'm keeping him on track i know he's going to get to his goals mm-hmm. um well one asking a lot of questions finding yeah. out exactly like okay so that's not what you wanted to do what do you want to do like what what are you looking for um in my thought process like here I, like here i go again like making assumptions for him i was like okay he wants to get back to his 185 self right like that's mm-hmm. that's like that's not that's not anything that he's looking for in in the time frame he's like i just want to be a healthier me so we have very short-term goals that kind of progress into longer-term goals and for athletes um i usually ask him the question like how in depth do you want me to be with you do you want to know what we're doing or do you not want to know what we're doing because mm-hmm. some people like do not care at all they're like just tell me what to do and he's like, no, I want to know. Like, I want to know why we're doing this, why we're doing that. So for him, I literally send him, like, I, I program on True Coach. Um, I send him everything we're going to do. Like, like, listen, if you have any questions, just let me know next session. Um, but this is how we're going to get to goal one. And then if you have any questions or how, like, if you see anything differently, like, let me know. We can definitely game plan together. Um, yeah, so yeah, typically you wouldn't share with a personal training client yeah. programming, you would only share that with like a remote person, remote person. Yeah, exactly. So I have um, a couple of PT clients who are like, don't show me, just tell me what to do. <laughs> They're like, how many push-ups? Sure, cool. Uh, right. They don't question anything, which I think is good and bad in certain instances. Like, I think it's good that they'll just, you know, listen to you and trust you, but it's bad too. Like, um, if they're not curious enough to, to care that extra level, I think they're, they're leaving some in the tank. Um, some people just really just want to come in here and move. He wants to, you know, change his life, so he does care. Um, so he is holding me accountable to making sure he hits whatever goals he has laid out on the table. So yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. You went right to like asking a ton of questions, and it like popped in my head is like the thing that allows you to sell someone on one of these packages is also the same thing that allows you to deliver a great package yeah. once they're sold, which is always tapping into good questions, curiosity trying to understand, be empathetic to the client, realize that their situation is gonna evolve and change over time. And it's less about the nuts and bolts of the fitness and more about the intangible stuff that you're doing around that to mm-hmm. learn about them, understand the relationship and build the relationship. And you know, most people are looking for their next client and they're looking to you know, the internet, social media, or somewhere outside to hope that person walks through the door when likely that person's already taking classes with you. And if you can take some of these questions and under and empathy to your coaching your classes you might either a keep members longer and they might not want to do personal training but they just might feel understood and heard in the group class setting or that might lead into these personal training conversations that you never even intended to have 100 percent. and had i been like i guess shallow is a good word like if i would have just tried to push him through the system he could have succeeded in group classes. Like for all I know, he could have been in group classes and ended up being great and having great results. Um, but listening to your client and what they want in the now is going to give you like, you know, more information that you can you can kind of work with. Like, I, I, you know, I easily could have pushed him in and he could have succeeded. I easily could have pushed him in. And he never would have come back. Um, and I don't. I think if you're not asking enough questions up front and kind of caring enough about what they do and how they're doing it when they start um, or you know how long they've been here 
you're, you're just you're, you're doing wrong by them and you know not caring enough as a professional coach yeah one other thing that you said to me before we started recording that I wanted to, to share was like and you're you're really good so like like understanding that context prior to this is, is important but after you had this moment with him where you kind of realized oh my god he doesn't want to do group classes and he's buying this bigger package you were like it was like a turning point or almost like a wake-up call for you to be like how many other people have i done this to yeah <laughs> and you were like starting to think back to like other people that you may not have like listened to mm -hmm. yeah and that's like i was saying i don't really do the 40 days to fit as often anymore but i work with hundreds of people on the floor daily so how many of those opportunities am i missing um, that i could be capitalizing on not just to make money but to help them um, for whatever goals they have but then also as a staff like thankfully it happened on the day that we had like the meeting so like i could come in with like a fresh mind and like you know help our coaches because they're the ones who are tackling all the newbies who come into our gym and if they can approach each 40 day to fit client like their own pt client which is what we try to get them to do all the time it's like who knows the different avenues they could be taking like we could have a 50 percent class to 50 percent pt route instead of like a probably 85 to 15 percent yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just staying curious, asking questions and honestly just, just caring. <laughs> yeah. There's one other dynamic that I wanted to point out, which is the husband wife dynamic. Yeah. And so many times we're, we're, we're hearing from the current member, whether that's the husband or the wife about the spouse and we're, it's very important. I've learned over the years, do not take what they're saying at face value yeah. and, and pretty much take everything they're giving you, throw it out the window and talk to the other person yeah. because, um, you know, we've had clients where the the spouse is telling us how great this person's going to be and how much they're excited for it and then the person's not that and then you have this situation with you where the person is excited and interested but they don't have it they don't they're getting everything through their spouse which always comes through a different lens even yeah. if the spouse is amazing at communication and translating that you just have a different relationship with that person that you you spend your day with and it's important i mean we now have a process with the no sweat intro that we're kind of forced to have that because we're saying no we do a no sweat intro with everybody give us their number but I, i've learned over the years to just you know to completely forget what they're saying and talk to the person yeah because I, like obviously I, I coach his wife all the time too and even leading up to the sessions she was telling me like how excited he is to work with me and things like that and then we get into his first session he's not really that excited he's like he's excited to get his health back but right. the avenue in which to do it he he wasn't stoked about so um yeah i think just just individual conversations are key on that yeah i always i always uh tell the client like when i start to feel that resistance or something's there that i can't put my finger on i'll actually say like hey i know I know we know your wife really well, we know your husband really well, whatever that is. Um, but I, I, one thing I found with spouses, I really wanna make sure that this is not their thing, this is your thing. Yeah. So what is the reason you wanna come? What, what do you wanna get out of this? And I want you to you know, completely make it yours. If it's not yours, don't, don't walk through these doors. Yeah, and I think he was essentially walking through the doors to make her happy. Um, going into group classes would've made her happy. Um, and then he, after our conversations, kind of took a different route that made him happy. And he's excited. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.